Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. To places I've never been they've dragged me down Back to where I began Words can build you up Words can break you down Start a fire On CCFM 107.5. It's six o'clock. Good evening. I'm Larry Solomon. The Western Cape National Prosecuting Authority says a man arrested for the rape of a four-year-old girl in Hermanus over the weekend was out on parole at the time. NPA spokesperson Eric Natazabalila says that according to the investigating officer, the 23-year-old suspect had been out on parole for a separate case of attempted rape. Nataza Balila says the child went missing in Hermanus on Saturday and was found four hours after her disappearance was reported. A new motion of no confidence in Cape Town Mayor Patricia Delo will be heard for the first time, sorry, will be heard at the first council sitting of the third term. Cape Town City Council Speaker Dirk Smith says that the new motion had been submitted to his office and would be heard at the next sitting following the recess on July the 26th. He says the motion was tabled by DA Councillor Marianne Newart. Smith says a motion of no confidence in himself will also be heard at the same time at the same time at the same sitting tabled by the ANC caucus. The North Houting High Court in Pretoria has issued a scathing indictment of the quality of administrative decision-making in South Africa's asylum-seeker process. Judgment in the matter was handed down last week. The applicant in the matter was an asylum-seeker who fled from the conflict-ridden eastern region of the DRC and sought refuge in South Africa in 2013. The courts have in the past criticised the Department of Home Affairs for failing to give effect to asylum seekers' right to exercise the powers afforded to it by the Refugees Act. 
And British Prime Minister Theresa May will face the anger of Brexit supporters in a party when they try to force her to change course on her strategy for leaving the European Union. May is battling for a political survival after announcing a negotiating plan that enraged Eurosceptics in her Conservative Party who see it as keeping Britain too closely tied to Brussels. The size of the threat to her position should become clear today when Eurosceptic lawmakers put forward a series of proposals to toughen up the government's customs legislation during a parliamentary debate. The rand is trading at 13 rand 23 cents to the US dollar, 15 rand 50 to the euro, and one British pound cost 17 rands of 52 cents. Recapping the top story, the Western Cape National Prosecuting Authority says a man arrested for the rape of a four-year-old girl in Hermanus over the weekend was out on parole at the time. That's a wrap from the news desk. Stay tuned for more top stories at 6.30 tomorrow morning. CCFM, first with the news. Your Bible verse for today, John 16:22. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. What are you waiting for? Now is the time to study. False Bay TVET College's Semester 2 applications are open for full-time, part-time and distance learning programs. You can study hospitality, educare, tourism or business. Applications close 20 July. Bursaries available for qualifying programs and students. T's and C's apply. Visit falsebaycollege.co.za for more information. False Bay College. My dream, my college. And it's time for Talk at Six with Wayne. You're going through with us till 7 o'clock this evening. I'm Wayne Turner, and we're going to have an action-packed program. Uh, lots of interesting things to talk about. But without further ado, it's time to introduce our resident expert in his expertness, sitting on the other side of the microphone. Oh, thank you. It feels good to be expertness. Oh, come on, Murray. You know, I, I, I've, and I've, humble. I've, I've come to realize that uh, you have the expertness, so I'll just support you through this show with some intelligent questions. That's very unlikely, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to be quiet. And in studio this evening, we have uh, not only Murray, but a guest as well, who's joining us to chat about her entrepreneurial journey, and that is Chelsea Wilson. Good evening, Chelsea. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, I was walking down uh, Palmer Road in Musenberg, and they'd opened this little shop, and all they sold was socks. Until you get addicted and buy the socks, and you then you make sure that you visit there often. I wear a couple of pairs of feet socks. It's a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we thought we'd bring Chelsea on the show because she's had a, an, a, a unique entrepreneurial journey, and who else to cross-question her than Murray Kilgar. He's going to bring out the best. But Chelsea, just tell us a little bit about your, your story, about how it started, how you got it off the ground. I also know your, my wife knows you as one of her babysitters from year, yes. years ago, and you've come quite a journey since <laughs> yeah, then. Tell us, yeah, tell us a little about your journey with uh, your business. Okay, so um, I graduated from Fashion College in 2011, 
And in 2012, um, my friend and I decided to start a sock company together. It was birthed out of a, a tradition of giving each other socks as gifts or buying them matching socks to wear to dance class together. It was kind of a little friendship tradition we had. And we decided to start it more of a, as, as a little like friendship project. And then in 2012, we applied to be part of the design in Darba as emerging creatives. And we got a, a spot there and it really helped to launch the brand and we secured some stockists there and it was like, oh, wow, this is actually working. <laughs> this is, could go somewhere. So, yeah, we decided to just keep pursuing it and see where, where it could lead to. Now we have our own shop in Musenberg. Before Murray asks you some very, very intelligent questions, yes. pe- people just need to know that uh, studying fashion design and then finding a job afterwards is not uh, that easy. <laughs> no. I, I have four friends who've all got fashion design quality, uh, qualifications, degrees, and none of them are in the industry. So it's really, really difficult Challenge. unless, as you said to me this afternoon, you branch out and you try things. And mm. uh, who knows, you might be do all these sock-like dresses in the future. Yeah, Okay, so before we go into your story a bit yes. further, tell us what, what it is that you sell. I mean, we, uh, I should imagine socks and feet kind of go together, yes. so we should figure that out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, you can buy socks everywhere, anywhere, yeah. a pair for five rand and a pair for a thousand rand. Yeah. So just tell us what you do and where do you operate out of? How, how does it work? Okay, so uh, Feet Socko is very much a fun sock brand, so it's all about... Um, telling little stories or... Uh, so, sorry, g- give us an idea. What's a st- give me a story of a sock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> give us a sock story. So most of the time I like to pick up on little adventures I've been on or lovely memories I have of things I love to do with my friends or places I love to go. Okay. So what's your um, favorite? Your, what's your fa- if you had to bring your favorite pair of socks in here, tell us a story, what would it be? Uh, Wayne's showing us his surfer socks. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorites, so uh, my most recent favorite, it's very difficult to choose. It's like trying to pick your favorite child. Um, but <laughs> my favorite. It was most, always me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wayne, it was always you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> my most recent favorite is um, the Lighthouse and Puffin sock because it was inspired by. I've got them. Yeah. It was inspired by a trip to Iceland, which had been a, like a three-year-long dream. I'd wanted to go on a trip to Iceland, and I finally got to go with two close friends. We did a, an adventure in a camper van. So, <laughs> yeah, and the lighthouses and puffins are, you know, synonymous with the Icelandic coastline. Those so, are quite new, eh? Yeah, they're fairly yeah. When new. did you go to Iceland? Last year, September. Oh, right. Well, listen, yeah. make it very easy because if you pedal with me out to the lighthouse at Simonstown, yes. you can do a lighthouse and penguins yeah. <laughs> for a fraction of the price. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Murray's, uh, Murray's one of these paddlers who yes. goes all over the uh, oh, cool. coastline. So, yeah, so yeah. that would be. Okay. And, and where are you based? Where are you selling out of in at the Musenberg, moment? So where in Musenberg, if someone wants to pop in and say hi? So, we're at 33 Palmer Road. Okay. Um, right next to the hive. Yes, Excellent and opposite hive. June's lovely cafe. Okay, uh, and the butchery. And um, you say do a lot of online. So if someone wants to yes. find you online right now and click it in, what's what type it in? What's going on? It's www.feetsocco.com. It's F E A T. Yeah, feet is F E A T. Why F E A T? So it's actually a short for feature. So when we started the business, we uh, wanted the socks to be the feature of an outfit, so something bright and colourful. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so a lot of people think it was for like feet, like a um. You know, a feat. I managed yes. to climb a mountain conquer or something. conquer something. I thought it was feet to 
put the socks on. Yeah. I thought so, just so, a, play, a play on spelling. So yeah. let's not lose that. It's it's F E A T S O C K. Yeah. Dot. No, it's F E A T S O C K. Yeah. Co dot com. Oh, so co for company. So feet co. sock company. Dot so com. those three. Feetsockco dot co dot com dot com. Yeah. Yes. I just want to get that right because it'd be wonderful to drive some traffic. Could we, we're going to talk about your online sales because that's an amazing yes. story yeah. that you're selling more. Yeah through online and social media yes. than any other way. And we're going to yeah. get to that just now. Okay. Before we go into serious stuff, can I just ask you one question? Yes. The previous show host. Well, is this not serious stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Before we get onto the serious stuff, uh, the previous show host, when he interviewed me, did a preview just now. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, he, he said to me, um, could I just ask you, there's a question everybody who has sock problems asks. Mm. Do you guys, after you've sold a pair of socks, yes. break into people's homes and steal one sock? Because... <laughs> He says he's got to find that out because yes. all the time there's only one sock in the drawer. Uh, well, I actually have a friend who says she loves my socks because her her husband has a few pairs. And with all of his other socks, there's always one without its partner. But mine, because they're so bright, they always manage to find their, yeah, their and partner. I, I suppose you could wear two different socks and it would be cool. Eh? Yeah, yeah, mismatched. We, we have, we have a, a Jack Russell that always finds a sock. And yes. so once we find what sock the dog took, we go and find the other one and give it to her because we know that we can't wear it anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she always gets two for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you started this business. Yes. Let's talk about that terrifying experience when it starts. So yes. I mean, you, you, you sit down and you have this amazing moment with a friend and you draw yeah. something, draw something on a napkin in a coffee shop and you go yes. like, hey, this is so cool, everything. And then you kind of like think we've got to put some money behind this. We've yes. got to start. How did you actually get through that? Because a lot of people I speak to, they get this great idea and then three months later they're in, they're in medication country because yes. they're like, I'm bankrupt and I'm depressed. And yeah. <laughs> So now, how did you get through that? I mean, did you have a rich uncle that funded you? Did you get to a bank? Did, wh- how, how did it work? So um, my dad is a businessman and, a, and an amazing mentor. So when my friend and I decided to start the business, he was all for it. He always said, start your own business. <laughs> Don't work for other people. So um, He liked your concept. He thought it would be loved, a good idea. Yeah, he loved the concept. Okay. Uh, he's in manufacturing himself. So for him, it just it was like, wow, that's a good idea. And it was something that hadn't been done yet in, in South Africa. So um, yeah, he assisted us with our initial startup capital. Um, but... My friend and I, we wanted to, to pay that back as soon as possible. So straight after the designer double where we launched, uh, it just went so well that we managed to pay back everything and just continue on. But I will say that it was helpful that I was still young and living at home. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't Stay getting, as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't getting a great income from the socks yet. No, not initially. So, so how long did it take, if I may ask, from yeah. when you, you started out to when sort of cash flow worked and profitability yes. came your way? Probably took about a year and a half, two years. Months. So we normally say that. So yeah. that's spot on. Okay. Yeah. Now, what did you say to someone listening who's also got a, got a great idea for a T-shirt or socks or something, yes. but they don't have access to the dad in the business? Yes. How? Wh- where do they go? And I'm sure you speak to friends who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. You're young. Um, how are people doing that? Because banks say they love. Yes. small business but they really don't yeah and often you can't get anything in there and yeah. people th- from them and when you go there and then people come to me and they go like mary what on earth do i do yes um well it's a tricky question because i do feel like we were extremely blessed to begin with to have mm. parents to help us um i mean to begin with i was like 
oh, I can waitress and, you know, do stuff on the side to make but a bit the of extra cash. then the business gobbles up your time, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it is challenging. Um, and I think... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Even if you do manage to get that initial capital from wherever you you still have to be really good about managing the money as it's you know coming in and out because it's it's very easy for it to be like okay now i need to restock with a new design i need variety and then now you're just using money that you could you know be using so what you're saying even if you've got a rich uncle or a daddy or someone like that you've still got to be very very careful about managing that that money initially because once you get it young and a big lump sum of money and you think you can do everything but you don't think of every eventuality that could come and there are a lot of there are a lot of local organizations um that i wish would advertise themselves better but that actually do give a lot of assistance to entrepreneurs starting out um i mean just recently i've done a few international trade shows and had amazing funding from the department of trade and industry so Mm -hmm. you know there are things like that the thing is you do really have to push through the all the red tape and and the uh, crazy paperwork and, yeah, so and it's like all applying of that. For it. So let's make a few comments there, Wayne. Yes. And we've spoken about mm. this before. The first comment is, if you haven't got access to capital, uh, there's a couple of ways to go about it. Number one, do not be scared of organic growth. Mm. In other words, sometimes it's nice to get half a million rand and suddenly punch out a whole bunch of products and then sell them and then the, the wheels start turning faster. Mm. But un- so there are some people, they will make hot water bottles and only be able to sell five, you know, and yeah. then they sell 10 and then they sell 20 and they might take four or five years, not 18 months. Yeah. But I also always say, you know, you, you, you've got to play with what you've got. Mm. Yeah. And if you haven't got uh, anybody to give you money, mm. then the organic route is not bad. And I'll tell you why and you might agree with this as mm. well, is that when you grow very quickly, you have to you have to get through the, the learning steps at high speed. Yeah. Mm. When you've had time to learn the lessons one by one by one, yeah. even those take longer, your systems are in place, your structures are in place, you've mm. got the right staff, you know, you because you haven't had to rush it. Yeah. The second, so, so what yeah. you're saying is, when you're doing that, you're actually building a bit of a track record. So if you do need mm. to go to the bank, by the time you're selling... A uh, hundred, hundred a month, and it's becoming really, really tough now. And you do need to expand. You've got some sort of you can you can show an organisation. Well, I do actually know what I'm doing, and you know your stuff. That's right. The second yeah. thing is obviously going the investor route. But remember that most investors and people when they're young don't understand this. Is an investor will come and give you half a million rand, right? Yeah. 
Mm. And they will want 40% of your company. Yeah. And you will pay back the half a million rand. And they will still own 40% of your company. They don't, yeah. give the, they don't give the money, they don't give the shares back when you've paid off your loan. Yeah. Realizing so, that show, Dragon's Den, when they, they want that and yeah. they want that. But some people say, Murray, enough, I pay back the money, you know, then I've got my business back. I go, no, 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 no. read the contract. It's mm. not a loan, no. it's an investment That's in right. your business. Now, if you've got a real good angel that looks after you, then you're going like, wow, it is so cool to have someone who walks alongside yeah. me and gives me wisdom, like probably your dad is almost mm. like that to you, yeah. and a mentor. Mm. Part of our dream team com- com- concept. So what I'm just saying is that sometimes you, you've got a, a, an yeah. investor family member, which is great. And yes. if you re- read Dennis Felix's book called How to Get Rich, he always says start at the, the closest center to your yeah. family and work your way out. Mm. Yeah. So he said go to banks last, <laughs> start yes. with your dad first, yeah. which well done. You, you, yeah. hit, you hit gold on day one. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. belabor the point, but yeah. I'm just some people might say, oh, well, Chelsea's lucky she got the deal. Well, yeah. she'll tell you she's not lucky. She's worked very, yeah. very hard. Yeah. But there are different ways to climb the mountain. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I would also say that um, – when we started, I mean, our main customer base as well with friends and family, yeah. you know, those are the people closest to you. And you actually, you have to really um, honor and appreciate those people and continue to to do that. I mean, right from the beginning, it was like our friends and family are like angels. They're helping us get this business up and running, but they also believe in what we do and they love the concept and and it's great. It's a great place to research. Yes. Because you're, you're, exactly. most families are so different on, on different yeah. sides that you can actually get quite a good, good yeah. market research. But then you probably would say that you've grown your business a lot through referral. Yeah. People tell people, tell mm. people. And we, we've spoken a lot about referrals mm. being the softest landing mm. for anybody to grow yeah. a business. Yeah. And Cold I, calling is the worst. Yeah. And, and, and I always try get my favorite in dream team. Of every of every show, but this is where it starts because your dad is also an expert in packaging. Yes. So he became that mentor to you, and what best way to present yeah. and to package your products? That yeah. was a, a, a big bonus because you guys do a, a neat little packaging, and I yes. see your displays and things like yeah. that. But, yeah. but but also on top of that, people who believe in your product also have networks. So mm. they tell mm. people who, like for example, your dad might have friends who have a golf day. Yeah, exactly. And they might say, hey, we got some great ideas for, for promo items on a golf day. Yeah. Why don't you get some socks and some stationery with the same logos and why don't we punch it through there and then suddenly those 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 golf players yeah. have got businesses and then the wheel starts turning. Yeah, exactly. I can I can actually remember when we, when we got the first batches of socks, uh, we were just sitting around a table at my parents' house <laughs> Packaging them all hand by hand, like one by one by hand. Um, and I just remember it was right before Christmas time. So we slowly had friends and family trickling and going, oh, I'll buy a few pairs for, for gifts and whatever. So we also happened to start at quite an opportune time. You know, we weren't starting in the dead of winter. We were yeah, starting when very it's wise. like, yeah. you Dem- know, demand people, was there. Yes. Yeah. And they were an affordable Christmas gift, which was smart as well. Mary, that's very important. Uh, aspect of starting a business is is the right timing mm-hmm. or or your may when you invest your main main amount of money and purchase a lot of stock yeah. it must be the season to for people so let to me buy. ask was, was that was that predetermined or was that lucky um it was probably a combination uh i went traveling for three months and mm. the the idea was actually birthed out of me bringing a pair of socks back for my friend as a gift from my travels and then we, so I came back in at the end of July in 2012 and gave her the gift and we sat chatting about it for a while. And my dad said, I'm not helping you with anything until you build a business plan. So that took us a little while. <laughs> Very wise dad, eh, Murray? <laughs> and then um, just with, I mean, it took a few, 
uh, trials of sampling and figuring out how do you even make socks and how do you <laughs> even decide on what's going to work because obviously a flat design looks completely different to an actual sock so all of that process just sort of led to us actually starting in october and you yeah. know christmas where, time where did you get the technical advice i mean in order to go out i mean you've got your you've got your idea you've yeah. seen the sock yeah now did you find someone who made socks or did you have to go looking? So um, my dad and a few other people knew some local sock manufacturers that we contacted. And so we went to a few. Um, some of them didn't take us seriously. They just thought we were students doing a project. Oh, this is never <laughs> going to go anywhere. Um, so we really had to go like, no, we, we really want to do this. Um, and then we had to have a lot of meetings with the the technical teams at those companies to say to tell us how many colors you can have how much detail you can have and then from there you know we had to build our designs and did you you give them any specifications or did they really tell you what they what you had to do they showed us a few samples (coughs) of what they've done in the past uh, and what's possible on the machinery but then obviously you know you have this grand idea of what you're looking for and so you have to see if that's even possible. I mean, the machinery we have in South Africa is very limited, actually, in comparison to what you can get overseas. And you don't um, want to send your manufacturing no. overseas. It's a local. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go into your business model in a little bit yeah. of a bit of depth here. So one thing you're doing very well, not only is local is lekker. So yes. we, we really want to honor you and say proudly South African. <laughs> not true, because, you know, you can get it cheaper in China. Yes. And a lot of people are looking over there. So yeah. well done. Thanks. But I think part of your model that you use is that you're telling us this great story and, yes. you know, you're in how many nations now if you take uh, overseas about oof. 10 15 yeah at around least. about there okay yeah. now wayne would it surprise if i told you that only two people run this company <laughs> yeah I, 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 I had a chat with you this yeah, afternoon now you i met see, the other person this is now this is very smart because what happens is this is using outsourcing this yes. is using a team around you that's basically mm-hmm. what i call like a virtual outsource where these people don't work for you they're not even anywhere near you yes. in many cases yeah. and you, you 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 operate through email or yeah. through whatever skyping and so you have actually got a very small hub of mm-hmm. overhead yeah. directly and the rest is contracted in as and when you need is that yes. correct yeah. So let's talk a little bit of how that works. Yeah. So you're working with your sister. My assistant. Assistant. I think yes. it's sister. Assi- <laughs> assistant. Yes. Mm-hmm. So your assistant so does what? What What is her role? So fun- she fun- helps me with invoicing, packing orders. Remember, she's listening at this moment. Yeah. Right? Her name is Storm. Storm, Storm yeah. hello. Storm's we hear you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if anyone wants to hire Storm after this, you can't. She's taken. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she, she'll help me with a lot of my um, stock take um just basically handling whatever's coming in and out and um, basic admin yes basic admin invoicing um, emailing uh, yeah just actually keeping me together <laughs> really <laughs> okay, so psychologist yeah. that's right. storm I hope you're going to get a raise after yeah. the shoulder to cry on <laughs> yes but let's just say that but in terms of your, your hard finance in terms of all that other stuff yes. you've got a, a virtual team as well of people out there that you work with yeah. an accountant or a tax yeah. consultant or something to that effect yeah so I do uh, most of the financial stuff myself uh, from month to month week to week but then obviously at yeah. year end I have an yeah. accountant your, your doing everything helping with my taxes all of that okay stuff. now that's what Storm does yes what do you do I am basically making sure everything so you're like, you're like the project coordinator. Yes. But you're also, we need to say, the designer. Yes. So I'm the designer. I'm 
making sure that creatively everything's making sense. So the designs that are coming out as well as how the brand is being seen online or in magazines, um, how people are perceiving the ethos of the brand. Um, and then on top of that, liaising with my suppliers. So obviously I've built this re relationship with them over the past nearly six years. And so um, it's about really keeping that you know, up to scratch. And how well. much would you say, and this is an important question around yeah. training and, and choices of courses, yeah. how much of what you studied has really been of benefit to you on this side? Yeah. A lot of people come out of varsity, they've done a BCom in finance, whatever, yeah. and they go to work and they go like, my goodness, I'm hardly doing any of it. Yes. I mean, did you find that with the design and the rest that, yeah. that your training really stood you in good stead? Yeah. I mean, I think it's also what you make of it. I mean, there's some people who study fashion design and d did exactly the same course as I did and and maybe are like, oh, I can't find a job in the fashion industry and this isn't and working for me. Yeah. But we had a really a great, a great cross-section of, of different um, courses that... I feel have assisted me greatly in what I'm doing. So we had, obviously we learned how to sew and make patterns and, and all of that. But on top of that, we had a computers course, which taught me all the, you know, the Adobe suite stuff that I do all my designing on, photo editing. So, so for the sake of, of a bit of promo, because it sounds yeah. like you're well-trained, where did you do your training? If someone's listening saying, maybe I should go there. Uh, Elizabeth Galloway Fashion Academy, which is in Stellenbosch. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a three-year diploma. Okay. Yeah. Good, and you'd recommend that for the kind of work you're doing? Yeah, I mean, look, you don't need to know how to sew and uh, and make yeah. patterns to make socks. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of design and creative academies in South Africa offer that, maybe just without yeah. the, the I'm aspects. sure there are others, but obviously it's yeah. nice to hear a story from yeah. you that could recommend something or someone it can did, look it up. It did help a lot as well with building a range. So we did a lot of... Um, design development stuff so it was like okay what uh, what do you want this range to communicate and obviously when you're in college it's clothing but now i do yeah. that with socks so i'm like oh, we've seen we've seen that come out i mean yeah. if, what was interesting to me i mean i have got half a dozen pairs of your socks and i like the designs i like the colors uh the whole thing is is the story behind it when yes. you, you mentioned a couple of things now <laughs> I'm gonna go home and look at them and think. I wonder what the story behind that yes. is. Or I mean, look at surfing, Musenberg, yeah. the coast. Yeah. yeah, understand that. But it's those little things. How to with with any business, I think, especially mm. online, it's it's communicating a story. You want yes. people to buy into your story, yeah. and if you can do that visually through your product. Yes. Now, the next time I'm in your shop, I'm gonna have a look at some of those things and see if I can. Yeah. You know, it just it just got a bit of interest. But yeah. that's the interest you want to get in a yes. product. That they can, you can match perhaps a person's personality or person yeah. something, and, and say, well, you know, this is the sock that's going to. Well, that's my favorite aspect of it, actually. I love it when people come into the shop and they're staring at this wall of socks, and they're saying, well, I actually know like five people <laughs> who I could buy for because this one would work for this person and this one would be great for yeah. that person. So, so, so that's a very important point because yeah. when you come out of Ask Your College, you often have your piece that you bring so yours is yes. more been the design piece yes someone might have had more on the financial side yeah. or on the marketing side so you have obviously worked to your strength which yes. is brilliant yeah. and then you've hired storm and other people yes. who work where you don't have strengths i have the same with yeah. lauren who who's my pa who yeah. must work for me until she's 105 because she's <laughs> absolutely amazing and which and i helped recruit thank you oh, well so, done, Wayne. okay I, I gave you a donut <laughs> um but the point being that, that it's good to come in and say look i haven't got financial skills therefore i can't do this yes it's better 
just say, I've got great design skills, yeah. but I'll find a financial person yes. to augment where, I, where, yeah. I, where I'm not strong. In fact, we used to we know someone, Wayne and I, a friend called Floyd McClung, used to say, staff your weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. so where you're not great, then find someone else who yeah, is great. Exactly. Um, and let them come into your team. Yeah. So you've brought in more the design element. Yeah. And what I, what I think has been helpful with that is the design element is I'm constantly thinking of all these new design ideas yeah, because and what actually, you love doing yeah but actually in terms of how that works for the business is you know a lot of people say don't uh put all your money into stock so try you know keep your stock levels quite low and just keep you know keep pushing it out well that's because- apple with their most per- their perfect uh what do you call it Restocking. I mean, they have yes. the, the, their supply chain. That's where the yes. current uh, CEO is brilliant. That's why they've got yeah. so much money in the bank. Yeah. Because they they have just the right things arriving yeah. at the right time. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I I focus on small exclusive runs. So I work with minimums with my manufacturer. Like obviously initially when we started the business, that was the minimums were quite large for us because we were starting out. Oh, I'm sitting with 150 pairs of the same design. But now the business is big enough to support that. But I still often keep it at the minimum even though I could be making yeah. 500, 1,000 the same. But you must be feeling like you've got so much in stock compared to say four years ago yes, when you had yeah. three or four pairs yeah. and you're thinking how am yeah, I going to pay that off? I saw their stock room and if, if that's what minimum supplies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally out of my league. But I like to use the, the minimums to create variety rather than mm. have like a thousand pairs of each of only five designs i'd rather have 200 pairs of each and customers love the exclusivity as well to know that oh wow i might actually just have one of 200 yeah. pairs so, of so you're this. not going to see but, everybody wearing these exactly, socks yeah, yeah. but that's an important let's just go to a quick break we just need to make an announcement we'll be back after this ministering through music 24 7 it's ccfm 107.5 we like to hear from you. So WhatsApp or Telegram us on 061-798-1075. That's 061-798-1075. You're back with Radio CCFM 107.5 and we are on the Talk at 6 with Wayne show and we'll be taking you through till 7 o'clock this evening. Just a quick announcement. Uh, from 8.30 through till 10.30 this evening, there might be breaks in our transmission. Those of you who are regular, listen, regular listeners will know that we've had problems with transmission between our the main supplier, Telcom, etc. And Telcom will be doing a series of invasive uh, checks and uh, tests on our lines this evening because we uh, the signal from the studio doesn't go via an aerial it goes from here through to uh, barrack street and telcom send it through to the mountain but they will be doing these checks so you might find interruptions in service if you do don't ch- tune out or tune to somewhere else just wait a minute or two and we will be back on air back on air with chelsea and murray uh chelsea there was a question i wanted to ask you oh yes um um, no, sorry, it was you, Murray, based on some th- something she said with stock and supply. What I find as being a, I am a fairly regular customer now, it's nice to come into the shop and look for new designs, yeah. see if there's something new. First, I go for is color, because mm. it's a color that sticks at the, out the bottom of your jeans. And, you yes. know, before people see the actual design, you as a person appreciate the design more. But is it important to keep this continual uh, new products coming through? Is it an advantage? I think in Chelsea's situation, absolutely. You know, does Apple need to keep on refreshing their their product line? You know, with this, the creativity of new socks and different socks, Mm. um, it's nice to have the exclusivity. So absolutely, 
And I suppose you've also got probably 200 designs floating around through in your head right yeah. now. <laughs> have you done a space theme? Have you done a racing yeah. car theme or whatever? Um, and I suppose, you, but you've also got to find the balance to answer yes. Wayne between keeping stock and keeping the runs mm. and, and keeping it flowing. Yeah. And then adding the creative element to it. So yeah. you've probably got to keep balancing between the two. Yeah. And, so yeah, so you, you have to rerun your most popular ones yeah. as well. You don't stop them and just have it totally new. Yeah. So, yeah, I do do that. So what's interesting is that if I'm, say, for instance, a stockist of mine that's aiming more towards tourists, their customer's always changing. So mm. they don't care about having the same design for two years, three years running because they're not going to have the same customer again. And, and, and they're they will stick to the want, most popular. They're always going to want the penguin or the elephant or, you know. The big five uh, or something. Like that. But, but then I've got my core customer base who are my loyal South African customers who, if I want them to keep coming back, I have to keep offering mm. them something new because yeah. they're not going to keep buying the same pair. Absolutely. So it's about finding that balance. Okay, well, this penguin and this elephant are going to keep selling. So let me do those. Maybe I'll redo the colorway a bit or, or whatever, but try keep that. But from a cost point of view, you have to work out what does it cost to just do reruns and what is the cost of designing afresh. And if you can keep those costs as close to each other as possible, it doesn't make too much difference. Yeah, exactly. For some people, to design something new is very expensive. In your case, I think you've probably got quite a well-heeled system that that you don't have to – there's not much variance. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, And you're the designer. Yes. You don't have a graphic designer or a yeah. person who you take your ideas to yeah. and they put it into a format that you can have a look at. You take yeah. from your head into a computer yes. and you print out something and take it to the factory. So it's it's, yeah. it's a very cost-effective way of, of, yeah, do, exactly. of doing business. Yeah, for sure. And that's what allows me to just have Storm and a few other people helping yeah, with accounting very, and marketing. It's a very smart, very smart model. Yeah. Okay, let's move to a very exciting part of this interview, yes. which I'm really wanting to go into a bit of detail here, Wayne, mm-hmm. is marketing. Now, in today's world, I find very, very few people have cracked the social media marketing uh, hype. Everyone mm-hmm. tells me they're on Facebook and this and that and the rest. Mm-hmm. And have you seen my latest Instagram post or, and, or, and, and Twitter post rather than my photos? But what I have noticed... <laughs> is that for, for a lot of people, they say, it's nice, but it, it doesn't really bring in a lot of business. Thankfully, I've got these flyers I give out, or I've got this billboard, or mm. I'm on a, on a street with a lot of, there's a lot of passing trade. But you've gone the other route. Yeah. And I'd like, we want to hear that part of the story. I mean, yes. did you decide from the very beginning, you know, I'm young, I'm a millennial, let me mm. use that knowledge I have? Yeah. Or, or did you start off in more of the traditional way? Uh it was online through and through when we started. Okay. So for us, literally from the day we started, we said we need to get an online store. And even if it, you know, we thought it doesn't have to even look perfect to begin with. It can just be a, an online template that we, you know, we came up, we just built it ourselves. And that's what we did. I mean, our online store initially was not and, very and, pretty. And, and that was a website, was it? Website. Okay. And people could buy through there as well. And then it linked. We were always promoting new stuff through Facebook, Instagram. Um, so you started on those platforms yes, early right on, from the beginning. Right beginning. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, now what's inter- interesting is that I think people respond more to your Facebook and Instagram accounts as a business if you add personal touches. And especially if you're a... Um, you know, you're a small business owner and people are aware of the fact that it's you and you design them and everything. People love to see that aspect and they love to be involved and participate with you in that process. So, you know, what I love to do as well is uh, say, oh, you know, I got the sample back. What do you guys think? I don't even know if I should do this. What do you guys think? Yes or no? 
Is this and a good and design? is there dialogue around that? Yeah, and there is. Say? People love to be involved. Um, yeah, it's really, it's fun as well, I think, for, for other people to see that um, it's something doable. It's, there's a person behind this business. It's not just some corporation, you know, mm-hmm. spitting socks out of a machine. It's, it's actually, we're thinking about it and we want them to be involved because I'm a person and I love the opinions of, of my customers. And social media loves a story. Yes. So you're not just throwing out a product and say, buy this yeah. or don't buy this. You're, you're saying, be part of our story. Yeah, exactly. Help us. And, be, and, yeah. you, and you find those people that are part of the story are also buyers? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we have, we've done uh, competitions before where, we, I mean, one year we did a, a writing competition where people could write a little story. Either It could either just be rehashing a true story, something that happened to them or, or writing a whole new story. And then uh, we, we picked our favorite story and then uh, we said, oh, we might turn it into a sock. We haven't yet, but. It would um, be great. Yeah, so just involving people uh, in that process and allowing them to be part of the story, um, people really love that. I mean, that, that's perfect. I mean, my involvement in social media, and I've done a lot of reading, it's that it's creating what they say a business needs to do is have a story because yeah. if you try to promote your, your uh, widgets online mm. uh, and come buy my widgets, but if you've got a unique story, people are waiting either for the next installment, yes. they, they, want to, they want to engage with you, yeah. or they just enjoy that the product that we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, enjoy the story behind that product. Yeah, exactly. And of course, social media is the perfect way to present that, that story. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now you now we get to the cutting edge of this, and that is yes. getting sales from social media. Yes, so I think people are reading and going nice design. <laughs> that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like what we want to find out about. But now you've got to turn that into money, right? Yes. So, so how has that worked? Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of really cool features on social media these days. We can add a shop now button to your Facebook page, and you know Does everything can be linked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's for me. It's it's basically. The, that whole personal and story aspect is mm. the most important part for me because what it's doing is it's it's involving people so when they're seeing new stuff come out and even if they were part of that like commenting if, if they thought the sample was nice or not and then a few months down the line they see that we've decided to actually produce that design they're like oh I was part of that I, I want to actually get that pair we were you talking know? about a design in the car coming a previous organization I said I was yes. part of the design of that logo yeah you know and and the, it just brings something yeah. nice out of you. you you enjoy that process if you can yes. do if you can get a customer enjoying that process yeah yeah so of all the platforms you use where does most of the money come from is it directly through your shopping basket on the, on the website is yes. it through Facebook um I think it's it's they're linked so much. It's Instagram is actually probably more popular these days for us than Facebook. But when we began, Facebook was huge. Instagram's obviously only really picked up a lot over the, the past few years. But how um, are they pushing the sales? I mean, you talk about Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Are those people coming to your website or are they coming to your store? They're contacting by email. What's the sort of... It's, it's mostly people seeing social media accounts. And I, I try uh, post fairly regularly. Oh, we just got this new design or... Um, even if it's just stuff that's going on behind the scenes every day, it's just keeping regular updates so people know, you know, you're active and you're, you're doing mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, but now they've seen all of that, right? Yes. Now they go like, wow, that, that penguin was yes. brilliant. They're going to go where now to put their money? They come online into, store. They come into your online yeah. store and that is on your website. Yeah. And that is the main platform for sales. Um, it's difficult to... S- 
South Africa, I think South Africans are still getting used to the concept That's what I'm of asking, online because, shopping. Because yeah. overseas, I mean, it's just it's a dime a dozen. Yes. Here, we're still quite nervous yeah. about giving out People details. Are nervous, yeah. So I still get a lot of requests through my social media accounts saying, hi, this is where I'm based. What's your close, where's your closest stockist and do they mm. have this design? So I'm still, I still have customers who would prefer to go into an, a physical shop. So the brick and mortar and uh, electronic social media, there's yes. quite a, still quite a relationship yes. between the, your customers. Yes. And, and Wayne, this is why this is so important to talk about because in South Africa, we're a little bit behind the curve. Yeah. And overseas, I think they've overcome mm. a lot of the jitters. Yeah. Here, we, yeah, I put my credit card details on there, or don't I, kind of thing. It's a safety thing. It they is. still haven't realized that it's yeah. safer than handing it to Ch- uh, ShopRite or Pick and Pay yeah. <laughs> online. That's how yeah. much it's safer. But, but people... But, yes. We have to, in South Africa, understand that that's where the market's at. Mm. Yeah. So if you're going to try and do everything on yeah. through through um, online store, mm. and then the guys are going to go, well, I'm a bit nervous. You have to have alternatives. Yes. Mm. So a physical store, yeah, maybe exactly. a couple of others, or in different centres around yeah. the country. Yeah. That might be useful until the, the, it starts to turn. But then, yes. if you're smart enough, you know when it's turning, and yeah. you'll go with the turn. Yeah, definitely. We have to interrupt there, and someone is going to do some marketing. Hi guys, what's up? How you doing? Oh man, not so good my friend. My bag broke this morning. That's terrible, hey? I told you to get a red mountain bag. I have a red mountain bag and mine is a water bottle as well. That's why red mountain bags are always the best when comparing quality and price. Red mountain bags, designed and manufactured by proudly South Africans for South Africans in South Africa. Your community station of choice, CCFM 107.5. You're back with Talk at Six with Wayne. I'm Wayne, taking through to 7 o'clock this evening with my partner in crime, Murray. We're busy interrogating a young lady about her amazing business and trying to get some of the concepts, some of the principles uh, into the discussion so that you as listener and small business person can actually start applying things that you have heard that do work. So we're on the on the marketing track, which is always the big one for any business. Uh, I design things, I laser cut them, and then I've got to find people to buy them. That is always the, the issue. Is it something that you're constantly thinking about how can I find a new market? How can I find another, another way to get, get a customer? Yeah, I am always thinking about all these different avenues and routes to take. Um, because my business is about 75 to 80% wholesale, actually, I'm, I'm actually stocking other stores okay. mostly. Um, so, so the biggest aspect is actually finding people who are, who are going to be buying bulk and selling for me. So I've done a few uh, trade shows recently. I've done three international trade shows and, and one in Johannesburg. Um, but what's interesting, what I learned a lot from the most recent trade show is the internet is changing these things so much. So Oh yes, we, we chatted we chatted yeah. about so tell us tell us what some of those trends are. Yeah, so a lot of the buyers for these stores are young now and they they're doing what we do. They're looking at everything online. They're selling if they're buying their own products for themselves online, why wouldn't they shop for the stores they work for online? So um, I find that the, the footfall at these trade shows over the past year has decreased at the different shows that I've been to. And I'm actually just from being listed on the trade show's website as going, um, I actually get 
people contacting me beforehand and after saying, hey, I didn't, I didn't get around to coming to the show, but I love your products. Right. So, so actually, it's interesting that people are actually either lazy or don't have the funds to cross country to get there. Or Tell us a little yeah. bit about your journey to the trade shows. When the, the yeah. idea first came about, let's say, I mean, as you said, there's a bit of a decrease in footfall. Yes. Yeah. But if someone's listening and they've got a particular kind of product and they know there are trade shows, what was the journey? What is the process of I think your first one was the UK? UK, yeah. Actually getting there with a stand. Yes. So uh, I actually had a friend uh, with a, a jewelry business who had been to the same trade show in the UK. and Again, networking? Yes. So she, I um, asked to meet with her and, you know, get the rundown on, on what it was like, what I needed to know. You know, obviously I had no concept of how international stores expect to pay for orders, how like how long they expect orders to take. Are they buying just seasonally or are they buying monthly? What's, you know, so I had to ask a lot of those questions. And then I wanted to get funding for it. So I had to look into the Department of Trade and Industry. How do I go about that? Mm. Um, I know someone else who's done that, went to yeah. Japan, very, very successful yeah. trip assisted by Department yeah. of Trade and Industry. The thing with them is that you have to still pay for your trip up front. They, they pay you back later. So you still have to have the funds in the bank to go. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't want to you don't yeah. want to bankrupt your business. And they don't want a fly by night people. They want exactly, people yeah. who they're enthusiastic. So you enthusiastic. have to be in business for two years at least uh, and have a, a proper a company. You can't just be like a sole proprietor. Or, right. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to footprint. So yes. you, you've now, you've got your online store, which is most of your sales, you, yes. your wholesaling, which is most of what you're doing. Yeah. But now you're not just saying, let's just do the footprint in South Africa. We've now yeah. decided on a national, international footprint. Yeah. So how did that happen? Because, you know, you don't sort of sit there and go, I've got socks. Hey, guys in Germany, do you want to buy? Yes. I mean, it takes a lot of work to yeah. sort of start finding yeah. contacts and networks yeah. around the world so you started obviously locally and then you moved yes. to south africa border yeah. and then you yeah. went across the borders is that yes. correct so i started noticing a lot of um orders through my online store coming from the united kingdom uh and uh the netherlands switzerland those sorts of regions and that was purely through social media the colder regions yes exactly <laughs> uh, so purely people seeing the brand through social media were ordering online without ever seeing our products firsthand. So I was thinking, okay, well, obviously that there's something about our product that those regions are enjoying. Um, so I just, from there started to do some research. I actually, before doing a trade shows, I did a, a trip to the UK to do markets and things. So more direct to customer stuff. So I stayed f on my friend's couch for a month and traipsed to the, so there was uh, more of a test, a, a test yeah. to see if if, yeah. if it would work. What yeah, was exactly. the response? Yeah, it was it was good. I did a um, two different markets. The one was uh, every weekend, um, so I did four because I was there for a month, and then the other one was just a once-off. Well, it was a a whole weekend, but it was just a once-off market uh, in Hackney. Um, so it was interesting because it it's so much about the type of market you're in. Mm. So I guess it's the same with me being at the biscuit mall every saturday it's such a perfect market to be at because people aren't just going there for food as opposed to the bluebird garage in musenberg yes. where that you do have a few uh yeah other non-food stalls but yes. people are really going there to sit down and enjoy themselves exactly, yeah so i've done there's i've always had the whole aspect of like okay we'll try it once you know so if people contact you about a market unless it's like completely small fry and it just 
feel like that's going to be a waste of time mm. i will i will at least try it once and just see if it works and a lot of them are very food focused and so you sit there for hours and you know no nothing comes. happens yeah. so it's definitely about placement um location and and what's around you so what other stores are selling around but now you. this now results in you coming back to south africa yes but now you've got a name and and, and a contact in helsinki or wherever yes. it might be and saying okay i've got someone there yes and then do you start what do you start saying okay we'll be sending you yes a thousand pairs of socks <laughs> a month or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> i am very risk averse if I'm honest with you. So <laughs> that's a personality trait of mine. So you should be three times bigger than you actually are. No. <laughs> I actually think it's my um, my caution that has actually kept me... The business safe. The business safe. Yeah, so I don't just throw money around and I won't send product, a huge okay. wax of product across the world but when, but when you're saying you are someone paying me for okay, it okay so when but when you are in these other countries yes. I mean, it means that you've really got now sort of a flow yes of product that's going across to and you're what europe asia americas yes. which so all three um mainly europe and asia europe. A, a bit of yeah a bit of australia New Zealand. well the gold coast of australia down yes. where all the surfers are same with yeah. durban you're not going to sell a lot of socks in uh, at durban beach <laughs> yeah. front <laughs> yeah for okay sure. so, so now you've built up this network yes what what is the idea is the idea to sort of just watch what happens. Do you saying I want to have forty countries within two years? I mean, where's your ambition with that? Um, I like to just watch and see what happens. <laughs> okay, so you haven't got yeah. sort of a, a map of the world with little little no. buttons on it. Saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, me, I'm not in Nebraska yet. Yeah, for me, my my focus is what is my what product am I offering? Because if my product isn't good, it doesn't really matter where I'm punting it to. No one's gonna buy it. So. So I'm obviously making sure people are seeing me in all these places and through social media and the way I promote, mm. you know, I can I can still, um, if I boost a post, I can boost it in a specific region if I want to. So I do do that sometimes. With Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So you can you can select how who you want to see your product, but you've got to have a good product. So. Okay, but now if someone who's listening saying, okay, I, I, I've got my little, my bags I'm promoting here in Cape Town. Yes. Okay, now we're thinking maybe I've got some people in Durban that are interested in yeah. Cape Now you started selling to Asia and Europe, Australia. Yes. What, what would you, what advice would you give to someone who's got to make those steps? I mean, do they yeah. have to physically go there? Can can they not go there because of costs and, and still do it? Yeah. Um, I don't think you have to go there. Uh, I would actually say that even though I've done these three international trade shows, probably 80% of the international customers I've acquired have been through having a good online presence and good social media But has, hasn't the, the, on, the trade show's online presence assisted that, that you wouldn't have got if you hadn't been to the trade show? That's I just want to get the… A little bit, but actually… I've had most of, most of my contacts have, have just been out of the blue… Right. A, a random little socks and hosiery shop in in Tokyo contacts me and says, "Hey, saw you on Instagram. I really love but, your but, stuff." But Can you, you see, the key catalog? here, the key here is exactly this: it's it's nurturing 
that relationship as if these yeah. people were down the road. Right. Yes. Keeping in touch, regular communication, finding out what their needs are mm. versus saying, hey, you're in Tokyo and then it becomes like difficult. Yeah. And I think with a global village, that I was going to use that exact it's word. It's so small that in, in fact, we can almost presume that you could nurture a relationship yeah. in Tokyo from from Musenberg as if it were next door. You can yeah. Skype them, mm. you can, and I think people need- The response need, rate has to be good as it, well. But, but I think what's important is for people to know that, that they can be more confident yes. in reaching into the global scene yeah. without thinking, I'm just a little South African stuck here in Cape yeah. Town, and therefore it's very far away. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's an equalizer. Before, you, you would have to have a great brick and mortar shop front, and I mean, a, like your little shop, which yes. is a really decent, very nicely presented. Mm. You would need something like that to do business. These days, I mean, if you were to start now, if now is 2012 with the, what you've got now. Yes. You would start totally uh, electronic and push the yeah. whole push the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Because if you, you can still uh, give the impression by having a really good website with quick turnaround, or sorry, uh, responses, yes. and people could think you're quite a, a large uh, business. Yeah, so a lot of people... Yeah. When they actually meet me, they assume the company's way bigger than it is. I'm like, oh, it's just me and Storm <laughs> doing our thing. No, and, and all those other people we can't name. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. don't, for, don't, for, don't forget uh, Keisha. Is it Keisha? Yes, my Ke- friend Keisha, my lovely friend Keisha. Yeah, she does sa- Saturday Saturdays. mornings. Okay, so yeah. hello, hello, Keisha, too. We're naming all yes. the. Yeah, we, we all know Keisha. Yeah. Okay, now, question. Yes. If you had to restart this business, yes. what are two or three things you would do differently that you'd said? experience and time have taught me that it would have been better to go that route hmm. are you saying you do the whole thing the same way again i don't i'm not i'm not a like regrets person <laughs> but you don't think if we had had more social media earlier or if no. we had or if we had had you know what if we had had more staff or because some people are reflective yes. and they go like these were the lessons yeah that i i did it this way but maybe yes. i could have done it differently yeah um to be fair, I'm not saying that it was perfect, but I think every little uh, mountain and step you you go over. So you see the value through, in it. That. Yeah, there's okay. so much value in it. You learn but, from each and every one. So. But I think you are very fortunate in having uh, a dream team around you, Murray. Yes, <laughs> people you could. People say, you there's could one program it. that goes by with us. Not <laughs> saying dream team, Wayne. I tell you, I'm going to give you a free trip to Mauritius <laughs> or something. <laughs> I work for Murray, yes. and he taught me well. And yes. he emphasized the importance of a dream team. In fact, if I'm yes. sick, he just continues with the program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But getting those people, yes. we've talked a lot about network. Those mm. You've had some key people in your life that have given really good advice. Yes. So you started the journey yeah. on the right footing. Yes. So maybe some minor changes here and there. But you're saying your, your overall journey to this point yeah. six years later, yeah. it would be pretty much the same. Because you're yeah. a digital kid. Yes, exactly. Um, I would say maybe just, I mean... Because the business was started when I was I was only 21 years old. Mm. So uh, I was obviously still very much a child. And I've taken it's taken me time to also grow in confidence. And so networking isn't a natural thing for me. And I, I'm quite an introvert. So mm. so that doesn't come naturally to me. But if maybe if I could do it again, I would I would try have come out of my shell sooner. Mm. <laughs> but that's not something I think you can force. You can't really yeah. but make mat- that happen. You've so. matured as a businesswoman. Yeah, you've got more exactly. confidence. You've realized yeah. who you are and what you can actually. But, but you know, I, th- I think what, what Chelsea is saying is that she's seen the value of stepping into marketing yes. and getting out there networking 
overcoming, if maybe mm. if it overcomes some of that inner resistance a little earlier. Yes. Maybe it's good for someone listening, saying, you yeah. know, what, you're a quieter person, you like to hide behind your mm. computer, but hang on, yeah. you know, power dress for the day yes. and get on your bicycle and go. Yeah. And mm. eventually you actually start to enjoy the vibe of yeah. people around you and, yeah. and, and you make connections. Yes. Okay, we're going to land the plane. The question, <laughs> question, question I normally ask yes. is, you come and sit here five years from now. Yes. 2023, we ask you to come back here and tell us how your story looks. Yes. What do you think? What's your dream? So at the moment, we just have the one shop, which also operates as an office space. But I would love to, in five years' time, have maybe two or three other stores around. Cape that. Town or countrywide? Um, countrywide, probably. Yeah. Okay. Without the shop moving out of Musenberg, it's still going to be yeah, your I base. Love, I love Musenberg. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so you want to do that. In terms of your yes. international footprint? Internationally, just to expand the reach, I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so, the world is massive, so there's so much more to do. <laughs> I don't think even think five years would be long enough to, to actually yeah, so, but fully you, you, get out you, you've there. Got a, you've got a huge dream going forward and yes. growing. Yeah. And a bigger part of the four trillion rand online sales internationally. Yes. <laughs> but I think I think what, what, what Chelsea's doing very well is 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 keep it small and yes. simple. I mean yeah. everyone knows that I talk about simplicity over complexity. Yeah. And sometimes we expand and create complexity and suddenly that wonderful model we've had becomes yes. so complex that yeah. it dies. Yeah. And my advice would be to say, take that model. Yes. Keep it simple. Yeah. You'll have to grow it at some point with yes. numbers. Yeah. People etc but you'll find that eventually you, you be, and thankfully you are risk averse yes so you will think about others they go crazy and then they regret it so yes, yeah we've got yeah. 30 seconds left just when give us your website and your contact details if someone yes. wants to get hold of you so uh you can contact us through the website which is www.feetsockco.com feet is spelled f-e-a-t and you can also pop in at our shop in musenberg if you're in cape town and our address is 33 Palmer Road, Musenberg. We've come to the end. I cool. told you we'd go fast. We've yes. got hardly any time Very left. Quick. Thank you so much for joining us on thank the show. We really, me. really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And Murray, again, your questions are really good this week. So thanks very much. Your I mean, I was on song today. Well done, Murray. <laughs> You're brilliant. Thanks. Just right. I might right. come back. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing next month? <laughs> oh, quickly to say, next month, Wayne. Yes, quickly. We have a, a, a South American guest also doing manufacturing here in in Cape Town coming to speak to us opposite of Chelsea she's come in selling yo she's yes, selling out South America right thank you so much for joining us on this program we'll be back next week and that's with Prof Tim Noakes and uh, Neville Wellington until then goodbye and God bless